0: Welcome to Mauselanias, where we will discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between with a special Disney recipe every week. This week, we made
1: Kate watch another movie. (laughs) We are talking about the Goofy movie and on to the news. Disney has announced that the Disney 100 celebration at Epcot will begin September 22nd and last through December 31st, 2023. Epcot will be the center of the Disney 100 Celebration at Walt Disney World, and towards the end of the year will include the unveiling of the new World Celebration Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, and the launch of an all-new Fireworks Spectacular. Beginning September 22nd on Spaceship Earth, Spaceship Earth will light up each night with special colors and lights accompanied by the Disney 100 Anthem, a unique rendition of When You Wish Upon a Star. A new mural An expansive mural located along the walkway to World Showcase will feature some of your favorite characters hidden throughout the various neighborhoods of Epcot. The rest of the World Celebration will also be decked out in Disney 100 Platinum Banners and Decor. Disney 100 Backdrops. Snap a photo with a new Platinum Mickey Mouse sculpture in World Celebration with Spaceship Earth in the background. And for characters, to be able to meet, hug, and snap a photo with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse in their Platinum Best in the Imagination Pavilion. There's also a new Purple Metallic Mickey Balloon Premium Popcorn Bucket available only at Epcot during the Disney 100.
0: I wonder how long the lines are going to be for the popcorn bucket. Is that the only, like, everything sounds kind of cool. I like murals and stuff, but... You, we've all seen how crazy things can get over a popcorn bucket. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not buckets, figment though. Different color. No, it's just a special. It's a different colored popcorn bucket. Well, I mean, what was it? The different colored popcorn buckets. They weren't all that nope. special, but they were just different colors, and people went out of their freaking minds for Oh so. really? Oh my god! I no, didn't. You I don't didn't remember hear
2: it. that. Uh uh-uh. uh
0: Like there, people were waiting like hours to get a popcorn bucket. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I spent. God knows how much to get into a park. Let's take my time and wait online for a popcorn bucket. Mm, don't think so. So over at Maria and Enzo's, we have a new summertime cocktail menu. At Maria and Enzo's and Enzo's Highway, we have some new cocktails coming in just for summer. So over at Enzo's Hideaway, they are serving three unique cocktails. So the Il Tormanto, a fusion of Espolon tequila, butterfly pea infused vodka, triple sec peach brandy, orange juice, grenadine, and lime juice. That's a lot. <laughs> the Summer Dream is a refreshing blend of butterfly pea-infused gin, St. Germain, Prosecco, lemon juice, and honey syrup. You had me tell Prosecco. And Dawn in Milan is a zesty cocktail of Tito's Handmade Vodka, Campari, orange juice, lemon juice, and agave. The Tiempo Flight, let's get oh. sample all three for 29 bucks, which would probably be the best way to do this. Yeah. Over at Ma, Maria and Enzo's, we have the Venezia Margarita, a zesty blend of Espelon tequila, Aperol liqueur, lime juice, sour mix, the orange honey bourbon shine, which, is, which mixes Knob Creek, nine-year-old a select bourbon with honey simple syrup, whipped vodka, oh, orange juice, and the lemon vanilla mojito. Which will combine absolute vanilla, lemon cello, uh... vanilla simple syrup, lemon <laughs> juice and soda.
2: Yeah no. Disgusting. Yeah. I would
0: <laughs> might do the the um margarita on this one, but Apple is like really bitter. I don't know how that would actually taste. And you can also get a flight here for twenty nine bucks. Extended Evening Theme Park Hours returns to Disney's Hollywood Studios during October 2023 at Walt Disney World. Extended Evening Hours are available at Disney's Hollywood Studios on September 30th, October 5th, October 11th, October 19th, October 25th. The last time this this benefit was offered at Disney's Hollywood Studios was in December 2022. The Extended Evening Hollywood Attraction lineup for October 23 at Hollywood Studios are the following. But it currently does not include Rise of the Resistance, which is kind of shocking when you think about it. So we have Alien Swirling Saucers, Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I personally love, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, Rock and Roller Coaster Starring Aerosmith, Slinky Dog Dash, Star Tours, Toy Story Mania, and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Extended evening hours are only available to guests staying at the deluxe Disney World Resort hotels and provide two hours of additional park time after regular park close. And over in some more Disney spring news, we will have a new quick service eatery sometime later this year with the opening of Eat by Manit Chahawan. Manit Chahawan is an acclaimed James Beard Award winning chef and Food Network star and Vivek Diora, an international hospitality entrepreneur, are bringing their famed Indian cuisine to Walt Disney World. EAT is expected to move into the space previously, previously occupied by Wolfgang, Wolfgang Puck Express in the marketplace at Disney Springs with the planned opening of fall 2023.
2: The American Gardens Theater at Epcot's American Adventure Pavilion has been updated with new digital, uh, digital tip boards. The new signs are located on either side of the theater and provide details of current events. Entertainment offerings and promoting the upcoming Eat to the Beat concert series and the nighttime spectacular of Epcot Forever. Trails End Restaurant and Crockett's Tavern will reopen from refurbishment on July 27th, which has happened. They have a new look, furnishings, and all that kind of stuff. Trails End Restaurant has been reimagined to a quick serve. The refreshed marketplace concept now has onstage pizza. Pizza.
0: Basically, they just make the pizza in front of you. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Fun, fresh, bacon, fresh, I pizza. mean, on stage pizza is like your regular pizzeria, in my opinion. Yeah. The blaze, the blaze
2: pizza. <laughs> pizza topped with house made brisket, sausage, and pepperoni, Ooh. roasted vegetable pie, and a classic pepperoni and cheese still available. The hot grab and go sections for pecan, pecan, smoked yeah. whole chicken, or <laughs> brisket, a rack of pork ribs and fried chicken, sides. I'm <laughs> sides will be available by the pound of in- by the pound including the pound? <laughs> including mac and cheese, plant-based cowboy oh, beans and mashed potatoes. You can order classics like vegan burgers, cheeseburgers, chicken nuggets, fries for some comfort food. They got cornbread, coleslaw and mashed potatoes with gravy and choice of half a slab of barbecue ribs or two pieces of fried chicken. They have a chicken wrap, new house-made Blueberry barbecue sauce and returning favorite, the Pioneer Berry Salad. Dessert offerings, banana pudding, carrot cake cupcake, blueberry bread pudding, and a legendary strawberry shortcake from Hoopty Doo will be on this menu for a single serving portion. The plant-based lemon blueberry trifle is filled with layers of lemon curd, (laughs) fresh blueberries, and whipped cream. That sounds pretty good.
0: That doesn't sound too bad, but it has to be plant-based whipped cream. Yeah. It was probably cool whip.
2: <laughs> it's probably cool coconut whip. whip. It's probably what it is. And Crockett's Tavern has been refreshed as a lounge with expanding seating, both inside and outside, with a beautiful view of Bay Lake. Located near Trails End Restaurant, the food and drink lineup has been enhanced with the collection of elevated lounge-style snacks to accompany the array of new and returning beverages cocktails. We have a Moonshine Cocktail Flight is a sampling of our favorite Moonshine cocktails featuring Gully Wumper, <laughs> Blackberry Lightning, and Spiced Appleberry Shine. The lounge will be serving up a rotating selection of old-fashioned cocktails. The summer version will be a Clementine Old Fashioned with Angel's Envy Bourbon, Hella Cocktail Company Orange Bitters, and a cane syrup garnished with a Clementine wheel and a Luxardo Cherry. This sip is to a nod to the Clementine Beach Resort. That's tequila fans will be pleased to try two beverages on the menu and a nod to the historic camping loops of Fort Wilderness. The Quail of Trail Paloma serves up a Terra Mana Blanco Tequila with Hella Ho- Cocktail Company, smoked chili bitters, grapefruit soda, and a chili lime rim. Those drinks sound better than the other place. Yeah. Than the- well, I liked
0: some of the other one. I didn't like the ones at... Was it Maria and Enzo's?
1: Yeah. I wonder if these um, old fashions, these seasonal old fashions, are going to actually change, unlike the ones that are at the Grand Floridian. It's going to be a cranberry old fashioned. The seasonal old fashioned was supposed to change every season, but it's been cranberry old fashioned since they started it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was. Over I'll, the I, will, I will
0: report back in November. I'll try to make a stop there and just see if it changed. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs>
2: And on to our main topic, Goofy Movie, one out. So the Goofy Movie is a 1995 American animated musical comedy adventure film produced by Disney Movie Tunes and Walt Disney Television Animation directed by Kevin Lima. And the film is based on the Disney Afternoon TV series Goof Troop created by Robert Taylor and Michael Peraza and serves as a standalone follow-up to the show, taking place three years after the event of Goof Troops. This film follows Goofy and his son Max, who is now in high school, and revolves around their father-son relationship, as they embark on a misguided mission to bond with his son, taking him on a cross-country fishing trip. Disney came up with the idea to make a theatrical animated film starring Goofy, while considering ideas for a potential Goof Troop TV special. Lima wanted to expand out Goofy as a character and give him an emotional side that would resonate with audiences. Most of the cast from the show, including Farmer, Paulson, Cummings, reprised their roles while Dana Hall was replaced by Marston as Max's voice due to the character's age difference. Furthermore, R&B artist Tevin Campbell provided the vocals for Powerline, a fictional celebrity musician who prominently appears in the film, performing the song Standout in Eye to Eye. A goofy movie was released in U.S. and Canada April 7th, 1995 by Walt Disney Pictures because the film had been greenlit by the recently fired Jeffrey Katzenberg, The film's release was deemed by Disney to be a contractual obligation. It Its initial release made a meager impression at the box office, grossing $37.6 million against an eight mil, $18 million production cost and received mixed reviews from critics. However, when its home media released, the film garnered a cult following and became more of a prominently pro- prominent property within Disney, a direct-to-video sequel to the film titled An Extreme Goofy Movie, was released in 2000.
1: So the plot, Goofy is a single father of his 14-year-old son, Max Goof, with whom he has a tense relationship due to Max's fears of turning into his father. On the last day of school before summer vacation, Max and his best friend P.J., and Robert Zemerski hijacked the auditorium in the middle of Principal Mazur's speech, creating a small concert where Max performs while dressed as a pop singer, Paraline. The performance succeeds in making Max a school celebrity and impressing his love interest, Roxanne. He, PJ, and Bobby are sent to Mazur's office while waiting outside of the office. Roxanne speaks with Max and accepts his offer to go with him to a best friend, Stacy's party, where Paraline's concert will be viewed live on pay-per-view. However, Mazer warns Goofy that Max's behavior may result in him facing capital punishment. He literally said he's going to be in the electric chair, which is weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oblivious to Max's plans with Roxanne and fearing for his son's future, Goofy decides to take Max on a fishing trip from the city, Spoonerville, in the home state of Ohio to Lake Destiny, Idaho. Following a cross-country map route he and his father took years ago in the 1960s, before they leave town, Max manages to stop by Roxanne's house to call off their date but with the heartbroken Roxanne mentions going to with somebody else, Max panics and instead fabricates a story about his father knowing Powerline, telling her that he would be on stage at the concert. Despite his son's objections, Goofy plans his own trip with initially disastrous results. Max angrily hurts his father's feelings after Goofy inadvertently humiliates Max at an opossum-based theme park. Later, Pete and PJ happen to meet up with them while camping by a lake, While PJ informs Max of how their peers back home anticipate seeing him on stage at the Powerline concert, Pete urges Goofy to keep Max under control. Goofy takes his son fishing and shows him the perfect cast fishing technique, accidentally luring Bigfoot to their camp. Pete and PJ escape, forcing Goofy and Max to spend the night with Bigfoot. That night while Goofy sleeps, Max alters the map's route to Los Angeles where the concert is taking place. The next morning, Goofy decides to make Max the navigator of the trip. The two of them go to different locations that satisfy both of them. Eventually, they stop by a motel where they meet Pete and PJ again. When Pete overhears a conversation between the boys, he tells Goofy that Max has tricked him into traveling to Los Angeles. The next day, Goofy and Max come to a junction, one leading to Idaho, the other to California. Max chooses the route to California, making a frustrated Goofy stop the car at the Grand Canyon and storm off. The brake loose, the car drives off on its own. Goofy and Max chase after it and end up in the Colorado River. After a heated argument, Goofy says no matter how old Max gets, he will always be his son, and the two finally reconcile with each other. After learning of Max's promise to Roxanne, Goofy decides to take him to the concert in Los Angeles. The two nearly plummet to the desk down a waterfall, but Max saves Goofy using the perfect cast technique. Goofy and Max arrive at the concert, and while attempting to sneak backstage, they end up on stage and dance with line, watched by Pete, PJ, and Roxanne on separate televisions. Meanwhile, Bobby falls in love with Roxanne, Roxanne's best friend, Stacy. Goofy and Max later return to Roxanne's house in their damaged car. Max tells the truth to Roxanne, though she accepts it and admits she always had feelings for him ever since the first time she ever heard him utter his father's trademark laugh. Thus, a relationship starts between them. Goofy's car suddenly explodes because of the damage it had sustained. Ejecting Goofy in the process, who then falls to the porch roof of Roxanne's house. And Max introduces him to Roxanne. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> so for the voice cast, we have some actually pretty decent names in here. We have Jason Marsden as Maximilian Max Goof. And that's the um, Goofy's son. Aaron Lohr provides Max singing voice, though. So this is not Jason Marsden singing. We have Bill Farmer as Goofy. Rob Paulson as PJ, Pete's son, Jim Cummings as Pete, Kelly Martin as Roxanne, Polly Shore as an uncredited Robert or Bobby Zemerski, and he's, well, Wallace Shawn as Principal Mazur, Frank Welkes as Bigfoot, Jonna, Jenna Von Oy as Stacy from Blossom fame, and Tevin Campbell is actually uncredited as Powerline. Along with the main supporting cast, we had Kevin Lima, who portrayed Lester the Possum as a walk-around character in Lesson Lester's Possum Emporium. We have Florence Stanley as a waitress. Joe and you don't to have take... to you don't have to read okay. all these side
2: characters. Well,
0: okay. Well, I I kind of get a kick. Jory Lawrence was in it. Yeah. And he voiced a small character named Chad, who I just don't remember. And Julie Brown and Pat Buttram in his final film. Oh, uh, Pat Carroll and Corey Burton voiced the yeah. big woman. Yeah, Her the character beginning.
1: looked like Ursula. A little a the little bit. version of Ursula. <laughs> Pretty much.
2: And yeah. the song music from the emotional picture soundtrack.
1: The emotional picture soundtrack? The emotional
2: <laughs> Is that I what I guess, said? Did you actually movie? get
1: emotion in this movie,
2: Kate? <laughs> <laughs> no. The score for a goofy movie was provided by Carter Burwell was the primary composer after he had recorded his score with Shirley Walker orchestrating, conducting Don Davis was hired to rework his score rather than write a completely new one. And he later wrote, my score had relied somewhat on an unusual Instrumentation: banjo, percussion, and choir. For example, and Disney wanted the sweeping scale and familiar effect of the symphonic score. Davis is credited with additional music on the movie soundtrack. Adam, the songs "I 2 I" stand out. Were performed by our We already said that Tevin Campbell, and we already know that Bill Farmer is Goofy.
0: Well, I mean, you could. I, would, I mean, because on the open road is like on every disney collection that's ever been yeah, it's, I feel. okay yeah, i
2: can there's after today stand out on the open road lester's possum park <laughs> nobody yeah. else but you and I. to I.
1: for theatrical release within disney prior to a goofy movie's release the film was frequently associated with katzenberg and by april 1995 katzenberg had been let go by disney ceo michael eisner due to tensions between them and the company saw the release of a goofy movie as a fulfilling contractual obligations a goofy movie was originally scheduled to be released in theaters on november 18, 1994 but production setbacks resulted in a pushback to april 1995 while the lion king was reissued to fill in for the film's absence the film's world premiere took place on april 5th 1995 at the amc pleasure island at walt disney world resort in lake buena vista and was attended by director kevin lima and voice stars bill farmer and jenna van oy Two days later, it was released nationwide. The film played a limited engagement at the El Capitan Theater from August 25th through September 4th, 2017. So it kind of sounds like they just put this out only because they felt like they had to because they fired Katzenberg.
0: That's exactly why they put this
1: out.
0: (laughs) This would have been a direct-to-DVD
1: thing. A Mm direct-to-VHS. At the box office, a goofy movie opened in 2,159 theaters at second place in its opening weekend with $6.1 Held from the number one spot because of the Will Smith blockbuster Bad Boys that opened the same weekend with 15.5 million in box office returns. It ultimately ended its run in the US box office, grossing 35.3 million. Internationally, it grossed 2.3 million, partially due to the fact the film was not released theatrically in most overseas territories for a worldwide total of 37.6 million. On the review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, the goofy movie holds an approval rating of 61% with an average rating of 6.3 out of 10, based on 28 critics. The website's critical consensus reads, a goofy movie offers enough of its titular ingredient to satisfy younger viewers, even if most parents will agree that this beloved character deserves better. On Metacritic, the movie has a score of 53, based on 17 reviews, indicating mixed or average reviews. For its
0: legacy, after its really underwhelming box office performance during its theatrical release. A goofy movie actually started gaining success in 1995 when it went to home media sales and soon gained a cult following. The interest in the film is attributed to a combination of the film's catchy soundtrack as well as its story of cross-generational connections between the parents and children. The newfound interest led to waves of new merchandise based on the film to be sold at major retailers. On August 14th, 2015, a 20th anniversary reunion for the film was held at the D23 Expo at Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California. Those in attendance included Bill Farmer, Jason Marsden, Jim Cummings, Rob Paulson, Jenna Von Oy, and producer Don Hahn. Wallace, Shaw, Polish, Wallace Shawn, Polly Shore, and director Kevin Lima also sent video messages. The panel also included musical performance from Farmer, Marsden, and Tevin Campbell. While the panel was not expected to be one of the largest panels at D23, it ended up with the largest attended, with around 1,000 fans attending and forcing the expo to turn away some due to lack of seating. Wow. In the video game Disney Magic Kingdoms, Pete, who appears as a character, makes some references to the film, wearing the same clothes and owning the same recreational vehicle in which he goes camping in.
2: And trivia, they wrote three different songs before finally landing on After Today as the opening number. Polly Shore isn't credited in the movie because he asked not to be. (laughs) (laughs) In the early version of the movie, Goofy and Max were supposed to stop at a Goof family reunion. Powerline wasn't based on Bobby Brown. He was a combo of Prince and Michael Jackson.
0: I never got Bobby Brown from Powerline. I did.
2: No, Marsh thought it was really Prince singing. I'm like, that is not Prince.
1: Prince would have never.
2: <laughs> no, that's what I was like. I was like, no.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: So,
0: so,
1: who wants to start the review section of this movie? I got a kick out of the casting. I thought it was funny how Jenna Van Ooy played the Blossom-type character.
2: Yeah, with the hat. The yeah, with the Blossom yeah. hat and everything.
1: True. <laughs> Interesting choice to have Paul Shore in a Disney movie, but I guess that's why he didn't want to be credited.
2: I mean, he was popular at that time with a bunch of movies. And yeah, tell it like,
0: was like, him, though. Adult I mean, comedy movies.
2: I knew instantly I mean, it was him. I was like, that's Pauly Shore. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it, it wasn't very well hidden that it no. wasn't him. But what it, what it the casting was interesting. I mean, Jason Marsden's voice stood out to me because you just know what he sounds like. So it's a little hard to get around that for me. What did you think of the casting, Kate?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I didn't realize how many people I knew that were actually in it, so.
0: There you go. All right, so Tim started with the casting. So, Kate, what did you think of the music?
2: The only thing in my notes, the first song was super corny, but I liked the rest of the music in the movie.
1: The first song kind of reminded me of how Grease 2 opens up. <laughs>
0: wow. I mean, it it, it, it was... Way. Yeah, it just it—it <laughs> it was the "I want" song for everybody involved, and it—it was—it's classic Disney, like I want this, I want to do that. It, It's—it sets the tone for like what's going on with everybody right at the beginning. But yeah, I could have done without the first song. I do like most of the other music. The "I to Eye song, I can like most of the Powerline songs, I can give or take leave or take but
1: yeah and on the open road is just a classic it's become a a cult classic in all of disney fandom so that will always be a good song
0: okay so kate do you want to do plot what'd you think of the plot
2: uh it gave me the feels toward the ends but i didn't cry or anything i was like oh poor goofy but i liked it I would have been pissed, though, if I was in high school and my dad's making me go on a month on a fishing trip, like, unannounced when you want to hang out with your friends and stuff. I'd be pissed, too.
1: Your Max was kind of... Yeah, he
2: was a brat. No, Tim, you can't say that on this show.
1: You can't say that on the show? You can Ooh,
2: say brat.
1: he <laughs> yeah, was a brat. Okay, so Max was a brat. A big brat.
2: Especially when we're at that, what's the... That fake... Dinner show place. They were
1: oh at. with the fake uh, country bear jamboree. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Lester Park, Lester the Possum Park. All right,
0: I I don't like how mean Max was to Goofy. It kind of bothered me after a while. It just just wasn't fun. Like you know, that's how
2: teenagers are though to their parents. I
0: understand that, but this really wasn't a teenager movie. This wasn't this was geared to tweens, I would say, because if you you think about if it was a sequel to uh, Saturday morning cartoons, you're looking more at like that tween age. The dude was just not nice. There's no other way to put it. And just like. Yeah, he he just wasn't a good character. He wasn't a good boy. There's very (laughs) little redeeming characteristics to him at the beginning of this movie, I feel. And I just don't. I, I I I do feel Goofy deserves a lot better than how he gets treated in this movie.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mickey Mickey and Donald didn't even treat him this badly.
0: <laughs> Not even when he's homeless, Goofy. Now, <laughs> yeah, <Crackhead> Goofy. <laughs> so we talked the music. We talked the characters. Oh, we, we didn't rate.
2: We didn't write the music.
0: Oh, we didn't rate the music. I'm sorry. So, so we'll go through our ratings real quick. What did you? What would you rate the music, Kate?
2: One up, one down.
0: Tim,
1: yeah, one big floppy goofy you're up, one big floppy goofy you're down.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. It's one up, one down. There are some very good ones. There are some very bad ones. Plot. Your rating, Kate.
2: One up, one down.
1: Tim, can I do a half up? <laughs> one half? Up? <laughs> and one and a half down. <laughs> I, so, I compare this... As I, did, I saw the second one before I saw this one. Why'd you do that? Uh, because this feel came out... I like the second one was just was, on more often, too. Yeah, this one came out when I was 21 and I was not watching Disney movies. And I compared this, this one to the second one. The second one is a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, I like the second one better, too. So, that's why gi- this one is
1: a half a goofy ear up.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll give it one up, one down. It wasn't altogether awful... You end up really feeling for Goofy, but I just, mm. like, everybody beats up on Goofy in this. There's there's not one character who stands up for Goofy.
2: Yeah, his boss is his brat. I was going to say what Tim said it, before. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying.
0: Pete is like, or you're parenting wrong. I mean, there's not one person who has Goofy's bag in this whole film. And it it, it, it you just they just beat up on him constantly. So I, I got to give it one up, one down. And overall, Kate,
2: it was okay, half and half.
0: So one up, one down. Yeah. Tim, uh, half a
1: yuck. One <laughs> up, one down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it. It, it was just so so. I mean, I don't think I need to watch it again. <laughs> no, I do not like for a long time. Yeah, I, I do like the second one better, though, so so. So if you've watched a Goofy movie recently or you are one of those people who find it a cult classic, please let us know. You can tell us what we got wrong, what we got right over on Mouselaneous on our Facebook page. And Kate has the recipe this week. So let's see what Goofy recipe she's giving us now.
2: This is from Boathouse. It's the Duck Duck Raz. It's the drink with the duck in it that everybody takes pictures with. For ingredients, you're going to need two parts of raspberry vodka, one part of peach schnapps, one part blue carousel, one part of simple syrup, four tablespoons of lemon juice, shake with a cocktail and a mixer. Sold! <laughs>
1: dizzy loves that blue the blue carousel. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is it.
0: Alright, so this is normally where I announce the next movies for next week, but we didn't put it together yet. So.
2: <laughs> I <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it'll be out before this yeah, episode so, drops probably, So we right? will have the poll. The poll up before before or after the episode. Or around. Sounds good. So the po- the poll will be up over on our Let us know what you would like us to torture Kate with. <sighs> <laughs> and that is gonna do it for this week. I hope everybody's having a great summer. We look forward to speaking to you all in about two weeks.
2: Bye. Bye.